G'day, I'm Kevin Hillier, and welcome to You Can Always Tell Them You Played One Game. A look at the first game of a celebrated and maybe sometimes not so celebrated AFL-VFL career. And it's all thanks to Star Sub, locally made sports apparel. There's no minimum orders, quick turnaround, and a two-year warranty. Find out more about them by contacting Jeremy at starsub.com.au. But let's get into this week's story, and joining me, Paul Daffy. You can always tell them you played one game is the name of this segment, Paul Daffy, and we have uh, I've got to fess up straight away. He's, I think he's a great, and he's a mate. So uh, he's on the show to talk about his very first game, which was a long, long time ago. Double whammy, great and a mate, but that's compelling well, he, reasons, both of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've, I've heard Dougie speak briefly about... Well, that's generally fir- how he speaks. His first <laughs> his first game. I'm looking forward to giving Doug the, the chance to expand. Doug Hawkins, to to Western Bulldog, uh, Footscray Football Club legend. How are you, mate? <laughs> I'm good, KH. And Paul, how are you, mate? All right? Very good. Now we're going to take you back to your first game. A lot of people talk okay. about that, that that you know the big game where you where you ran out onto the Witten Oval with Ted and you broke his record, and everyone talks to you about that. But we want to talk to you about the very first game you played. Kev, it was uh, now forty-one years ago, if my mathematics adds up correctly, seventy-eight to two thousand and nineteen. That's right. I, I sounds right. It's forty-one. <laughs> it yeah, good. that'll do us. Uh, I remember it very, very uh, clearly as it was yesterday. Can you believe it or not? As a kid growing up, I followed the Kangaroos. And my first game was against the Kangaroos. And I'll never forget it. I um, I wore a tracksuit and I wore moccasins to match my tracksuit. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> as a trick, Kev, is it true? That is absolutely 180% true. Already this is a first, Doug. No one's told us what they've worn to their first game. Well, Until I, now. I, I and no one has ever mentioned moccasins on air <laughs> in Melbourne since 1978. Well, anyway, go on. Coming from Braybrook, that was the uniform. <laughs> <laughs> the the Braybrook rebook, the rebook. Anyway, you, you, you arrived in your moccasins and tracksuit, and uh, did they try to turn you away, or what happened? No, so I rocked up to the game in that, and um, uh, that was uh, that was okay. But I had trouble getting to the social club after the game. Let me tell you, <laughs> <laughs> was it a club issue tracksuit, Doug? Well, it was a club one that EJ gave the red, white, and blue one from Adidas, obviously back in those days. Yeah. And we were sponsored by Adidas, and. Uh, and this is a fair ink of all black moccasins. I can't believe I actually... Ah, that. so they weren't club issue moccasins. There was your problem, <laughs> so. Yeah, so, so there it was. So that was the first game, and I'll, I'll never forget it, rocking up to the uh, Western Oval, which is now the Witten Oval. Um, I reckon, guys, it would have been... Kev, would that hold 20,000, the ground back then? Yeah. I yeah. can tell you exactly the crowd, Doug. It was 20,400. Wow. Is that fair ink Round one, 1978, North... Versus Footscray, 20,400 people, yep. And most of them come from the western suburbs from Braybrook. They would have. Wouldn't have paid to get in. <laughs> We've jumped the fence and got under it. Profits were um, yeah. Isn't it amazing when you look back now, because don't forget North won the flag in 77 in that replay against Collingwood. That's right, so, yep. and, and again, the North Melbourne was a bit, I suppose, called Westie, a bit of a Westie as well, and, uh, and obviously playing my first game. And I'll never forget, I lined up on Ross Henshaw. I was riding with Teddy Whitten Jr., Roving. Ross, Hens- Ross, Ross Henshaw was about six foot two. Yeah, at least, yeah. Mine and Rovers. Mine and Rovers. 
I shook his hand, I looked up and went, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> even, though, even though I followed you know, the kangaroos and Keith Bleach was my hero, he was, he was my hero. Can, can, I, can I, buddy, why did you bury for sure, the kangaroos boy. growing up in, in Broadwood? Yeah. I've never, I've, I've never uh, known that. Um, well, it's a good question. It was interesting because I had a cousin, Terry Wilkins, Kev, you, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah. He, he played with the dogs in 72, 73, and then went across to Melbourne and played uh, VFA footy at Sandringham. Terry Wilkins my first cousin, and obviously because of him I followed uh, followed the Bulldogs a fair bit, and obviously the great EJ, who obviously had come from Braybrook as well. Yeah. So, but but because of this love of Keith Gregg, uh, I just loved the way he played. Um, he was a wingman. I didn't know that I was going to actually be a wingman. I mean, I played a lot more in the centre, uh, Ruck Rover in my junior days at Braybrook, so I didn't even picture myself to be a, a wingman. I just loved the way that Gregg played the game, and uh, so that's how it happened. I just loved the way Keith Bregg... You inspired yeah. by one man. That's, wow. a, that's a great story, actually. Yeah, it really was. He was just something special. He had great balance, uh, both-sided, bounce the ball, both hands, good overhead, good courage. Uh, obviously, won the two Brownlow medals. I think he only won one best in Ferris. Yeah, it might have been in yep. 1980, I think it might have been. Yeah, you're right, Correct. Doug. Yeah, yep. yeah so I, I just had this, uh, not say fantasy, but I just, I just, I actually loved the way he played. He played and he had Malcolm Blight and Wayne Schumerwoosh and... Sam Kekovich and uh, Arnold Brightus. I mean, here I go. I'll name all of them for you in a minute. But yep. <laughs> but go, going back to Henshaw, I looked across and there was David Dent standing full back. I thought, oh, have a look at this. And, and then there was Frankie Gumbledon. I looked up the ground and there was Gary Counton. Uh, Ross Glendenny played his first game the same day as myself. He, he did, that's right. Yeah, Roscoe. And then I think the other one was uh, Kenny Montgomery was on the other half-back flank. And then, of course, there was Keefe Gregg, Johnny Burns. And Wayne Schimmelbush. So, so yeah, that was the start of me. That was the first game I'll, I'll never forget. It was like Fiat Incan boys. It was like a ping ball machine. The ball was just flying around, and I was caught in the middle of it. It was just that quick. Uh, I'd come straight out of the juniors from Braywick under 17s. So you didn't play senior uh, footy? You didn't play senior footy in local footy? You just went. I, 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 I played probably five or six games for Braybrook. Yeah. Uh, seniors in 1977. Who were a strong club in those days in the Footscray. Yeah, they, yeah. they were. They were very strong, Paul KH. And uh, and Johnny Lloyd, the father of uh, Matty Lloyd, was um, the oh, coach. Oh, was he, right? Yep. Yeah, he was the coach. And he played, uh, I played about five or six. Robbie Gronerwagen uh, might have played probably 10, 11 of them. But yeah. what we did, we, we sat on the bench in the morning for the juniors. Yeah. Well, I say juniors, the under-17s. And if we weren't required, we wouldn't come on the ground. Our coach was a bloke called Gary Crump. was a fantastic coach. Uh, and then we would um, come on and play. We'd go play in the seniors at 2 o'clock. Wow. All right. So before you, before your first game, were you, was there a presentation? Now they get a jumper given to a boy. Yeah, and a number and a, you know. There's everything. a ritual of some Statue description. Statue and... What did, they, what did they do to you? Did, um, anything? Did they take... Any moccasin-related uh, <laughs> celebrations? Uh, Paul, Coach, we had a, uh, a, jumper, a jumper presentation in Carlton. Now, I remember it very clearly. The great EJ was giving out our jumpers. Um, and it's really amazing for a 17-year-old to get a low number like that straight away. It doesn't normally happen. No, number seven, uh, straight away. Right. Yeah, Ray Huppets. Ray Huppets left at the end of 77 and went to North Melbourne. That's right. Uh, and number seven was vacant. And number 14, I've got a feeling Barry Round had left to go to South Melbourne. And Robbie Grunaway got the 14. So we both come out of the Brabham Juniors, the under 17. So we had, we had a, a jump presentation in Carlton. EJ was on fire. He was just 
absolutely uh, <laughs> complete fire that night, and we had Scragger up on the bench there. And we had, <laughs> it was <laughs> you couldn't do it now. We had Charlie Sutton, the great Charlie Sutton was there, and um, I think the late Sir Henry Winnicker. Henry Winnicker might have been the premier, or I don't know what he might have been. Something to do with. He wasn't a premier, but he was. He was a judge. He was a Henry Winnicky. Judge was he? Sir Henry Winnicky was the, yeah. the ex Hawthorne player. And he was he a, was he a politician or just a high ranking judge? He was a judge. He was a judge, Kev. Was he? Yeah, anyway, I, think so. I think I got a feeling he was there, but um, I'm not sure on that one. Was he on the VFL? Maybe. Anyway, anyway, yeah. he might have been in charge of the tribunal. We got the jump of that night uh, at a presentation in Carlton. I think it might have been the Carlton Townhouse or something like that. It was. It was um, pretty. Pretty. Uh, it was just fantastic to get your first jump and. As you got your jump, your hand straight back to Eddie Welsh, the property student. <laughs> <laughs> the jump yeah. straight away because he knew people from Braver could go straight in the bag or something. <laughs> off so that, that was my first jump of year, number well, seven. Well, before we prompt you about the game, what do, what do you remember? The ball was flying around. You mentioned those stars. I mean, you knew the law. That's one of the great fullback lines ever, you've just named. Yeah. Fullback yeah. in two, two, two yeah. premierships um, Gumbleton, Dench, and Henshaw. Um, what do you remember about the game itself? Well, just their spine, just the spine of, you know, Dench, uh, Glenn Denning, Burns, uh, Brightus, and then Malcolm Blight at, at full forward. Now, Malcolm Blight, I remember, kicked, he would kick eight or nine goals. There's no doubt about that. He had a regular thing against us where he'd kick a stack of goals. Uh, I've got a feeling Nick Nolan might have been rucking. Um, Do you actually remember any of the blokes you played with? <laughs> this is a, the uh, obvious question. Not really, Kev. No, <laughs> uh, of course, uh, the great Gary Dempsey, six BNFs and a Brownlow medal. Uh, the great Calvin Templeton, who went on to win a Brownlow medal two years later, or three years later. Had an amazing first game himself, actually. Yeah, Templeton, Templeton was just... Um, you know, that year in 78 was magnificent. I think they just jump on the page a little bit. He kicked 16 or 17 against St Kilda there one day, so... Yeah. Uh, he, he was he was obviously Teddy Whitten Jr. Alan Stoneham, who'd come from Sunshine, uh, two minutes from Braybrook. So of course he got he got a lower number than you, Doug. Straight up, he got EJ's. He's got number three. EJ's had put in um, Cotton Wool there for a while, and then to someone who he you know, showed a, a great young talent, and that was Alan Stoneham. He got that jump, and then I think he crossed Essendon about eighty one, eighty two. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was a, that was Ian Dunstan played as well. He, he was a pretty good player. Terry Wheeler, oh, Mocker, yeah, jeez, Mocker Dunstan won three best and fairest, yeah, and then, of course too. Terry Wheeler played as well. And the bloke called Georgie Brown, who played his first game the same day as me. Um, I think Georgie come from uh, Dufton Way over the other side of town. Yeah. But gee, just the game was just. I, I probably had seven or eight kicks that day. Yep. Uh, I kicked the goal, a handball from Jeff Jennings. Um, Number 25. A very good rover, by the way. Genovi gave me a handball. That was probably in the second or third quarter. I kicked the goal, and uh, I was lucky to stay in the seniors to play St. Kilda the next week. All right. I lined up, then I lined up on Robbie Muir. That was a good experience. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, good grief. He said, what do you call me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, mad dog. Mate, don't call me Mr. Muir. <laughs> <laughs> We'll drill down a bit, Dougie. North defeated Footscray by 69 points. So you got a hiding. Yeah. But they were the reigning premiers, as you said. 23-11, 149, a lot of firepower. You just mentioned the back line. We haven't really gone into their forward line. To 11-14-80 at the Western Oval, as I said, 20,400. So North led by 10 points at halftime. Kicked 7-2 to 1-4 in the third quarter. 5-4 to 1-3 in the last quarter. So that's 12-6 to 2-7 after halftime. 
He got an absolute smash. And then, and then on the Monday, on the Monday after that game, Billy Goggin resigned. The coach resigned. After round one? After round one. On the Monday, he called us into a meeting. I didn't realise it. And Billy said, boys, I've got some bad news. I've actually resigned. I, I will not be coaching the, the Footscray Footy Club. Why, why did he and resign, Doug? Well, it's funny. Poor KH. I only found out only oh, probably 12 months ago. Uh, what I found out was that he went to pick the side on the Monday morning. He had a meeting with the club, or, the, or what it could have been in the Tuesday or the Monday. Um, and he said that he wanted Dennis Collins. Of course, he was from Braybrook. And yeah, yeah. I, I wanted Dennis Collins to play on the wing. And I think it was the late Jack Collins and Dick Collinson who were in charge then said, I, you can't pick him. We sold him to Carlton this morning. <laughs> Dennis played good footy at Carlton too. But... Yeah, he went to Carlton. They didn't even know. Billy didn't even know that it, they'd, they'd sold him. They could do that. Right. Those yeah, are the days, weren't they? Yeah, so the, obviously the club financially probably needed the money and um, oh. Colway went to Carlton and Billy snatched it. They had a shot. Bernie Quinlan, Barry Rowe. Bernie Quinlan was sold for a lot of money. They was, uh, the Bulldogs were fire sales all the time. Yeah. I mean, it went, must have just broken Billy Goggin's heart, it sounds. Yeah, it would have. And, 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 and of course, Dempsey left after 78. 79, he went to North Melbourne, Gary Dempsey. So, uh, Ian Dunstan went a couple of years later. Brian Wilson from Braybrook went, went to North Melbourne. He won a Brownlow at Melbourne. So we did lose, um, we did get rid of some good talent. So who took over from Goggin? I can't remember. Blue Don McKenzie, uh, Kev. Don, Don McKenzie. Don, Don, yeah. yeah, not Donnie McKenzie from Essendon. The, no. Uh, uh-huh. Don McKenzie from Sunshine. Yep. I think, I think Macca won a list of medal just quite. He did. He played now, for Sunshine. Yeah. His daughter Peter was my first girlfriend. So there you go. Uh, not, yeah. Not the circle of life. <laughs> the circle of life. No one needed to know that. How, how you going, Peter? <laughs> <laughs> It was Yarraville in the uh, in the West. How did you handle that, Doug? You played one game of, uh, of oh, league footy, oh, and then your coaches quit, and you've got a sixty-nine point thrash, and you're playing St Kilda the next week. I'm out, Kh. I said to Wagon. I said to the Wagon, Wagon, we're going back to Braybrook, mate. We we've come out of winning grand finals. We've won six flags out of seven years. So Is that right? we've come from a winning environment, and we come to a to to uh, a club that was struggling, a team that was going no good. Um, I said to Wagon, we're going back to Brad. We're not cop, we're going to stay here and cop this. Mm. And uh, Wagon said, oh, no, no, Hawk, we're going to stay and we'll, just, we'll get through this. And uh, So that was it. That was the uh, the first game. Um, it was amazing. We, was we've amazing. got a plane to catch, said the Wagon. Or the, cap- <laughs> or, or the captain, as <laughs> he's known to the uh, yeah. the wider footy world. Now, Dougie, I can confirm your Grunner seven kicks. Grunner Wigan, okay. Yeah. I can confirm your seven kicks estimate. So, Dougie, you were only 17. We haven't even mentioned that. No, we have. Yeah. Seven kicks, no handballs, one goal. You said Jeff Gennings, Jeff, good memory. Jeff Jennings yeah. has handballed it over to you. Georgie yeah. Brown, 18, also on debut, wearing number 12. So he got a low number. He had uh, five kicks, five handballs, but he only played seven games. So your career went uh, a lot longer than, than George's. Gary Dempsey. Yeah. Jared Dempsey, on, in this one game, had 24 kicks, 14 marks, 14 handballs. So 38 disposals and 14 marks. In that game? In that, game. In that one game, 28, 28 hit-outs. Wow. That's extraordinary. In a, in a 69-point losing team. So Paul crackers is in a his opponent didn't get the ball, basically. Ted Whitten Jr., 23 kicks and two handballs. So that's... 23 kicks. That, that Gary Dempsey is... That's an extraordinary game by any measure. But every game Gary Dempsey played was an extraordinary game. Just ask him. <laughs> Don't be like that. And no, Doug and Doug, because Doug and I uh, ran into Gary on the weekend, uh, just gone at a at a players past players reunion for the seventy four team. And uh, and Gary, regardless, with a couple of stories, Hawk didn't he about who he hit and who Don Scott was the one he he loved telling stories oh, about. Oh 
yeah, Kevy. It didn't last long, Kev, on that game. It didn't last long for the uh, the Bulldogs Collingwood game. Yes, he uh, pulled it. Uh, he doesn't like pretty. He doesn't like pretty no, much. These doesn't days. like doesn't like the modern game at all, Gary. Oh, he's I see. Not keen right. on it. Uh, okay. he's, not, he's not keen on a cage, Paul. He didn't last very long. All right. Now, Gary Dempsey and John Byrne each... <laughs> Gary Dempsey received eight free kicks that day, so the umpires did like him. He had one of Brownlow, as you said. Uh, Keith Gregg, your man... Did, did, man. did you go and tell Keith during the game, he had 17 kicks, six handballs, so 23 possessions. Doug went up and asked him for an autograph. Did you, yeah, what did you, how, how did you treat Keith Gregg, your hero, in, during I the course him, of that he, first I game? I him in the group when they ran past me. I was in the middle of my group, the Bulldogs, and I started clapping them. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, there's Keith, there's Shimmer, there's Blighty. I said, how good is this? It was magnificent. But really, it was just, it was, uh, it was I can't explain the feeling that you know, I'm a, you know, ten stone wet. I'm only seventeen and a half, and I'm, I'm as I said, I've come out of junior footy type of thing. And all of a sudden, you're lining up. And particularly, I think it was about midway through the second or third quarter. I went across the wing for a little while, and it was just—I can't explain it. I mean, playing on your hero, uh, and you're only a kid. It's just—you um, know—you sort of think to yourself straight away, you don't belong here. You don't belong there. Uh, and that was the sort of feeling I had. I thought, "What well, I belong in? This is just this is." Right. I watched them in the grand final the year before. Did uh, Did Keith uh, suggest to you that you were actually, you know, you're a bit early for the little league game, <laughs> and that maybe you should yeah, just go and park yourself on the uh, over the fence? He said, "You're very lovely framed, young fellow. <laughs> 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 you won't keep up with me." Um, so no, it was just it was just a, a, an amazing experience. I actually did play against him in a night game. Is it all? Uh, yeah, probably about six weeks earlier out at Waverley. Oh, okay. I, I had a, had a, had a, and it was really interesting that day. I, my first kick that that night was to um, was to Peter Welsh. I passed it to Spider Welsh in the pocket, mm-hmm. and uh, Teddy, Teddy written and Stone. I see the boys come over, and I thought oh, they're going to say great pass to me. You know, they said, "Don't kick it to Welsh. He's not a great kick. He's <laughs> 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 too good." <laughs> I said, gee whiz, that's, that's not the bad You've got to show more faith in your teammates than that. 100%. Gee whiz. All right. Now, Arnie Bridas kicked seven goals. Malcolm only kicked, kicked three. No, Malcolm only kicked three. He had 25 disposals. He might have played a bit on the ball that day, I'd say. He kicked three goals. Who kicked what? Uh, Malcolm Bright only kicked three. You, mean, you remember? I reckon, I reckon that's wrong, Paul. How's that? You right. can check that up. I reckon he kicked nine. How's that? Okay, right. There's a discrepancy there. We'll go, you played more games than me. We'll go with that. No, no. I just, I just got a real good feeling on that one that he, he kicked eight or nine goals that day. Okay, uh, I'll check it he out. Would have played on Albie Smith. So when you played on Albie Smith, Albie Smith and Richard Murray. Oh, Richard Murray he, for Geelong. He, he's a yeah. He went to Geelong after the Bulldogs. Richard Murray did. Okay, and I reckon, and I reckon Dennis Blair might have been playing too that day. Not sure who was Dennis from Blair. Western I don't know who, Australia, from Western Australia. Dennis Blair. Okay, right. John Bernard. Most disposals for North and Ross Glendinning on debut kicked three goals. So three goals that he played some half back. No, no. Well, Ross, I, I was actually Ross actually started. Well, all right. The sec, the next week round two, you've mentioned the Dogs played St Kilda. North yep. played Richmond at Arden Street. Unfurled yep. their flag round two. I was at that game. I remember this game very clearly. I was a kid. Yep. yep. I was a Richmond supporter. I grew up out near you, Doug. And uh, but we used to go to the games at Western Oval, Windy Hill, Arden Street. Princess Park, blah, blah, blah. So that day, I remember it was a very windy day, and Ross, Ron Barassi had Ross Glendinning at full forward with the wind, 
and full back against the wind. Oh, yes, wow. And I and I was astonished because this wasn't under fifteen's footy. This was the that was the under fifteen stuff. <laughs> exactly. Or under thirteen's, and this uh, it was Ron Brassy was uh, innovator as he was, but but innovator going back to junior footy. So Ross Glendinning just stayed at one end the whole game. I remember Keith Gregg just doing this beautiful balk in the boundary just in front of where I was and kicking a goal. That that the poetry of it, the yeah. the the, the, the fluidity of it, just still stays Richmond? with me. What's that, sorry, mate? That was against Richmond, was it? That's that's in round two. And North North unfurled the flag, won by 73 points. You went down to Moorabbin. St Kilda defeated Footscray by seven points. So it was a big, strong tussle. Dougie, you had 11 disposals in the, in the second dropped. round. I got dropped after that. No, George Brown got dropped. I don't think you... You got dropped, I got did dropped you? dropped too. I went too, 100%. Okay. I got dropped after round two. Well, you played about... But you played most of the games in that first year, didn't you, Doug? I played 18, Kev. I yeah. got 18 out of my oh, first that's year. Back and put me back after... I'd, Kicked four or five in the third round. I can't remember who we played in round three. Uh, but I kicked four or five in the seconds, and I come straight back in for round four. And stayed there, is it? Did you just about? And stayed there. I think the rest of the year. I might have. I might have one more spell, a short spell, and then back in again. Okay. Well, it's a and when you colourful off, opening. Wasn't when it? when you walked off after that first game, and you've you got the first game under your belt, in your wildest dreams, Hawk, as a boy from Braybrook, who you know had great footy success there, and. Uh, played with a lot of your really good mates. Did you ever envisage that you would still be there and play, you know, break Ted's record, play 329 games for the club, be the captain and all that sort of stuff? Never, Kev, uh, KH, no, never, ever. Um, I mean, for me, to play one game was what I wanted to do. I'm not sure if many people knew this, but I, I actually was going to go to South Melbourne before the Bulldogs. I put a clearance in. Uh, Oban Pirac was the general manager of South Melbourne back then at the end of 77. Isaac Appel was the solicitor and lawyer for South Melbourne. I put in a clearance to, from Footscray to go to South Melbourne. Did you well, know that, KH? No, I didn't. Without having played a game for the Dogs? Without playing a game for the Bulldogs. That was the end of 77. We just played Tool Cup, which was the, yeah. called back the under-17s back then, Tool Cup. We'd won by 20 goals down at Glenferry Oval, uh, playing with blokes like Roger Merritt, Justin Madden, Mark Boss, Stevie Wright, Glenn Hawker. We just had a magnificent side. Rodney Watts, the cricketer. Yeah, yeah. His brother was Gary. I think Gary played Victoria. Yeah, Rodney Watts. Rodney Watts was an absolute superstar. We had Glenwood Ditwich, who kicked a stack of goals. Oh, the big bloke from Mildura, yeah. Yeah, big bloke from Mildura went to Richmond and he, he kicked a stack of goals. So we had a we had a, a side that was just, uh, you know, Mark, these guys you may not know, but they played AFL footy, Mark, VFL footy, Mark, Mark um, Hegarty, Robert Hubbard. Ian McCoy, Henry Van Ant. Oh, I said, did I say Mark Boss? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can imagine that, and on the back of that, I got approached to go to South Melbourne. I got taken to two dinners there with my stepfather, and they were chasing me and a bloke called Tony Morwood. Oh, wow. oh right. So we were, we were guests there with Obon Pirac, who's a very good friend, and it was involved in the Bulldogs with Terry Wallace, I think, yeah. KH. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, Oberon Pierre. So, so uh, that, that, how's that one? How's that? Was very, it? I, very good. I think I put in. I think I put in one of my books that I wrote. Um, I'm not sure which one it was, but Hawkmanure, maybe. So, so how did that get nutted? How did you not finish up there, and you finished up with the doggies? Well, the dog said uh, you'd come and train with us. Uh, okay. We want to have, and they care. They knew about. We don't know about that because yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Johnny Dodd. Johnny Dodd. Johnny Dodd and a bloke called Jimmy Ryan, Kenny Ryan, come down to see me when I was 15 and wanted me to come down playing the 19s, but 
the uh, stepfather said, no, he's not playing on the 90s. He'll play his junior footy out, and he'll come down then. Yeah. I mean, the men, they wouldn't. They, they, you were tied to Footscray by zoning. Correct. That, that was the rules in those days. You were tied there by zoning. So yep. South Melbourne, they were flying kites there, I reckon, weren't they? But the clubs yeah, did a lot of that. Well, no, they they, did. I mean, yeah, yeah they probably, probably were a little bit. I mean, the dogs knew, knew about me, but didn't actually get me down there at that stage after I'd you know, after the you know, two cup things. So they were sort of trying to get under their guard a little bit. But uh, I mean, Doug, if you were from Bro- Brobrook, I can't mention I mean, that they struggle these days. But those days, what they were a very, they were the most powerful club. Yep. When they produced Brian Wilson, Brownlow medal, as you said, Georgie Bissett, second in a Brownlow, about 69, I think. Uh, Ted Whitten, Gary Merrington was another great player from Braybrook. Wally was... Donald, Wally Donald played now. Isn't there uh, four in the two Bridge. Bulldogs team of the century, Doug? Isn't is there that right? Four of you? Yeah. yeah. Is there no, another Brownlow no, medalist? Junior, or... No junior club in the history of AFL VFL have produced four players in the in the in their team of the century. Right. Bar Braybrook. Now I know I did this for the local footy competition, but I think there are fifty-two ish. I stand to be corrected. Uh, AFL players that came out of VFL AFL players that came out of Braybrook Juniors. I reckon Kev after me and and um, after after um, me and Grunewag and I reckon there was a bloke called Johnny Gazuppi. Yeah, John Gazuppi. Yes, might have played one or two games. He did play. Mickey Shepherdbottom was down there. The late Butchie Litchfield would have come down there, um, but didn't play. Obviously, no. uh, seniors but played reserves, but. I, I no think the young Aboriginal boy Proud was the last of the Braybrook Juniors to Albert have, Proud. Albert Proud been, played. He played at Brisbane, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, did. yeah. No. he was a Braybrook Junior too. He, he was Kev, was he? Okay. Yep. yep, he was. So I think I think I, I the, dried up since then. The number fifty-two sticks in my head. They're being coached at the moment by a bloke called Jason Hamilton. They're playing third division in uh, the WRFL, and they're going all right. They're sitting fifth. So they're, they're okay. not that bad. And Dougie and I have done a number of. Uh, we've done how many? How many uh, saved the Braybrook Footy Club <laughs> days have we done, Hawk? Uh, the comeback. Oh, yeah. We've done a few, we, haven't we, we? We've done about thirty-six. Yeah. Think, the last four years. It's almost a, 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 a twice yearly function. Hey, uh, Hawk, it's yeah. uh, terrific to catch up and find out about your first game and go back and reminisce about that. We really do appreciate your time and uh, uh, and uh, stay well, stay safe, and uh, look after yourself. Go on, dear boys. Four H. You've been listening to You Can Always Tell Them You Played One Game. And that's with thanks to Star Sub, locally made sports apparel and brilliantly made sports apparel with no minimum orders, a quick turnaround and a two-year warranty. If you want to find out more, and you should if you're looking after your club, contact Jeremy at starsub.com.au.